You're listening to CITR FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar de Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there from 1977, CJ McKnight with Stinker Let Loose from the Stinker Let Loose soundtrack reissued recently by... Burger Records. Shout out to Burger Records. CJ McKnight with Stinker Let Loose. And today on the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show, an interview with B. 
Bibi, Bibi from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, plus some vintage appearances by me, Nardwar the Human Serviette, on some various radio stations from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada in the 1990s. Today on the Nardwar the Human Serviette radio show. Right now, I thought I would play something related to American Motors. This actually is a flexi disc that was given to me by Cipriano, who was last week's guest on the Nardwar the Human Serviette radio show. Hey, Look us over. It's all about American Motors. It's an American Motors promo flexi disc from the 60s, a 1967. Lend us your ears. Our new 1967 ambassadors, Marlins, Rebels, and Rambler Americans are so different, so exciting, that we had to find a whole new way to invite you over to see them. Listen now, and then come see for yourself on October the 6th, 1967. We're so excited, anything can happen. Your American Motor Dealers on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. Hey, look us over. Your ear. American Motors have the cars this year. Now wouldn't you believe folks cars with such a feel? Go to your Rambler dealer now, you'll see that they're for real because excitement's the theme. Friends, looks that are new. Each car's a dream. Friends, one's the car for you. Why, we've always been proud of our quality, our power and styling too. Our 67's are on you. Look us over. Rebels the new one, Rambler's got more, Marlin's a great one, so's Ambassador. We're proud as punch of our brand new look, exciting all the way at your Rambler dealers today. American Motors have the cars this year. You'll like their styling, like their design. We know whatever your kind of car, you'll see it in our line. You'll see that Rebel's the new one. Rambler's got more. Marlin's a great one. So's Ambassador. We're proud as much of our brand new look. Exciting all the way at your Rambler dealers today. Hey, 
cars this year. Now would you believe folks' cars were such a peel? Go to your Rambler dealer now, you'll see that they're for real because excitement's the theme. Friends, looks that are new. Each car's a dream. Friends, one's a car for you. We're proud as much of our brand new look, exciting all the way at your Seven wonders in this world, their names are known quite well. From Babylon Gardens to the Sphinx, the ancient stories tell. But now the greatest wonder is the folly in our land. They sold us down the river with the new Hyrule Dam. Four miles up from Castle Gar, the Columbia will be damned. And the water that they store there, controlled by Uncle Sam. This sets my mind to wondering just what the fate will be of the big Columbia River from the Rockies of B.C. We could divert the Kootenai into Columbia Lake by way of Thompson River and on down through Hell's Gate. We could build a mighty complex of factories all our own and manufacture cannabis ore while foreign countries drone.
just like me. All the land of shining waters I heard you call last night. Now I'm heading down the 401, the 115's inside. Peter Burrow's getting closer, only 30 miles away. In the land of shining waters, I know I'm going to stay. You're still listening, I hope, to CITR Radio and Anardwar, the human serviette radio show from 1975. That was the Peter Bull Homecoming presented by CHEX Radio, Land of Shining Waters from 1975, all about the Peter Bull Homecoming. And before that, Skip and Joe, the damn song. No date on that song. No date. But that is all about the Columbia Dam on the Kingar record label. Box 6, Kingard, B.C. Printed, the sleeve, the picture sleeve, pretty rare, was printed by Trail Times Limited and Trail B.C. The first recording release, Canadian folk artists Skip and Joe, the damn song. And we began with an American Motors Flexi Disc from 1967. Hey, look at us. Over. Uh, or, hey, look us over on an Ardwarda Human Serviette radio show. Right now, here is a warning. A warning. Why? Because I'm about to play some Jackie Chan. Yes, some Jackie Chan. I love you, you, and you. This is a warning for all people that don't like Jackie Chan, especially Jackie Chan in the 1980s. So here, right now, is some Jackie Chan. I love you, you. And you on the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show.
And you're still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show. That was The Music Machine with The People and Me. Some genius from 1966, produced by Brian Ross. And before that, The Music Machine, I played to wash out the vibes left by Jackie Chan. Yes, that was Jackie Chan with Love You, You, and You. Right now on the Nardwar the Human Serviette radio show, I thought I would play me, Nardwar the Human Serviette radio show, on an afternoon show in 1993. So let's go back to 1993. 1993 on the Nardwar the Human Serviette radio show, except I was a guest on another radio show at Afternoon Radio Show. This is Nardwar interviewing Pierre Trudeau. I was wondering, I'm a big fan of Margaret Trudeau being, you know, she being a native British Columbian and all. And I checked for your memoirs, memoirs. First thing, you know, I went straight to the index, checked for, you know, Trudeau, Margaret. And every page I turned to seemed to be sort of like a photo of Margaret and not too much in-depth examination. I was curious, because I heard in an interview once on a college radio station, that Margaret said you had actually banned rock and roll music from 24 Sussex. And the only way for her to listen to it was, like, to sit outside on the porch listening with, like, headphones. Well, the porch was part of 24 Sussex, too. <laughs> she said, you know, she had to be outside on with headphones on as a huge extension cord extended back to 24 Sussex. And then she was allowed to listen to a rock and roll. And I was wondering about verification enough, because in your memoirs, every time I looked for that, it just had pictures of her. Well, that probably slipped my mind. <laughs> that was Nardwar, the human serviette, interviewing Pierre Trudeau. Hi. Hello, Mark. The human serviette, eh? Yes, the human serviette. Well, what does this imply, that you just sort of soak things up? Yeah, get information, extrapolate information from people and channel it to the masses, uh, okay. like we are today on CBC AM. Do you talk like this It's my home? first time on AM. It's your first time on AM? Yeah, that's why well, I'm excited. An, an what's your last moment. name, Mark? That's really important for interviews. Forsyth. Mark Forsyth. Yeah. Thank and, you. And what's your last name? Nardwar the Human Serviette. That's it. Yeah, that's that, it. That's it. Now, if I tuned into your show today, which it's it's on 3.30 in the afternoon on, on CITR. 3.30 to 4 o'clock on CITR What would I hear? Radio. Like, what, what do you do on the radio? It's just sort of a dumb, stupid variety show. Might interview somebody. In upcoming weeks, I'll actually today just talk to rock and roll band Lung, who are going to be playing next weekend. Lung. Not Bung from Newfoundland, but Lung. And in upcoming weeks, we're going to be talking about death at Disneyland. Death at Disneyland. And talked about some JFK assassination stuff, too. I see. What? So, a potpourri of rock and roll variety, dumb, stupid action. And I, basically, my show is to encourage others to go, if that Nardwar guy can do it, I can do it. I can join CITR. Come on down. Room 233, Student Union Building, UBC, 101.9 FM. Pierre Burton once was a member, too. And John Turner. And Senator Ray Perot. Really? beneficiaries of the CBC. What do you do for a real job? Actually, I'm lucky enough. I hung around CITR long enough, so I work there. There's one and a half paid people at CITR, and I'm the half. So I get to hang out there part-time, getting paid. Any other time, I hang out volunteering. Now, you have a reputation for being a bit of an oddball, and I, I'm beginning to sense why, but, but how did you get that reputation? I'm not sure. It's just fun to get information out there from people. So many people just sit back and don't do anything. It's just fun to ask questions. For instance, at the Clinton Yellow 
Wilson Summit, which I was actually banned from, kicked out because I asked Gorbachev a question. I told Gorbachev, I thought I would welcome to Canada, and I said, keep on rocking in a free world in Russian, which was, Derzhny rockin u slobodny svet. And then I said, of all the leaders you've encountered, who has the biggest pants? He said he didn't understand my Russian. Unfortunately... Or the question, perhaps. Or the question, perhaps. I know, I think he did, because he sort of smiled in the background. Uh -huh. Unfortunately, RCMP understood my question, and they banned me from the Clinton Yeltsin. And nobody, the Clinton Yeltsin Summit, nobody actually got to ask a question at the Clinton Yeltsin Summit. Not one person from Canada asked a question. And that's the sort of thing, like, I like to be from the person from Canada asking questions. Who are some other famous people you'd love to talk to? Well, there yeah. was there was the Mikhail Gorbachev. There was Jan Brady. Talked to her a little while back. I should have, though. Jan Brady. Jan Brady. Eve Plum from the Brady Bunch. Uh -huh. But every time you do an interview, you feel depressed. Like, I didn't let it flow, and I didn't actually extrapolate different information. Like, I did find out in research that there never was a toilet in the upstairs bathroom for the Brady Bunch house. Because only <laughs> the only toilets allowed in TV at that How time were on Owl in the Family. Just by reading books and stuff. But I didn't find out that she actually was on Family Feud. Or I didn't explore, like, how um, Greg Brady, um, Barry Williams, portrayed her in his book. So there's a lot of stuff I missed out. You have but to research. You have to be total, prepared, you know. Total research, Mark. Now, how do some people respond to you? Well, some people, like initially when I talked to Courtney Love of the rock and roll band Hole, who's married to Kurt Cobain, who's coming to Vancouver January 4th, when I talked to her initially, she sort of really hated me. And then I talked to her again, and she sort of really hated me again. And eventually things worked out okay. Pierre Trudeau, when I talked to him, he sort of had a little smile, just like Gorbachev did, too. Like, how are you reacting right now, Mark Forsythe, well, of I, CBC, the uh, afternoon show? Yeah, I don't quite know how to respond, actually. I'm, I'm just trying to... Trying to figure out, like, is this an act, or is is this, is this you? You know, it's straight from the heart. It's straight it's from excited. the heart, but it sounds, it sounds Howie Mandel inspired, almost. Well, it's sort of inspired by sitting at home and watching people just go, Hannah, 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 huh? or wearing a t-shirt and rock and roll, like, maybe dress up, like, try hard, put that extra effort into it. You don't want to go too overboard, but it's just the mediocrity that's out there sort of makes me feel sick, so I feel if I get out there, then I'll become mediocrity, and then I'll inspire other people to join stations like CITR in Vancouver, or campus community stations, or like co-op radio. There's a lot of other radios here as well. Yeah. What, what do you see in your future? What, what do you want to be able to do? Well, there's some people on my want list still. Uh -huh. I guess Kurt Cobain, as I mentioned earlier, of Nirvana is on my want list. Now, a lot of time when you interview people, you think, well, it's sort of hard. you got to go through proper stations. Yes, you can join radio stations like CITR. That's a great way of doing it, but you can also just show up at the concerts. For instance, Timothy Leary is coming to Vancouver on January 24th. He's going to be at UBC. He's going to be right there ready for us. Jesse Jackson is coming to Vancouver. He's going to be at the CBC building. I've been here doing a bit of research. On the 17th of December doing an interview with Gabbro. So I'm just going to sort of wait outside the CBC you building. You might be looking over her shoulder. Waiting you for could... waiting for Jesse Jackson and then get him. So um, just by looking out there, you, know, you can grab people, a lot of interesting people that are out there. Are some people, they love to talk to you because they're not talking to a conventional journalist. Like, the, the journalist is going to ask you all the, you know, the same questions they've been asked a thousand times. Um, I, I don't know. I think once they talk to me, I don't know if they ever want to come back to me. <laughs> Well, I, I, well, you must sense this, whether or not you get information from them that you would never, that well, they'd yes, some never people be able to like, get otherwise. Yes, yeah, like some people, like Pierre Burton, when he said he actually ended up experimenting with hallucinogenics, like he said it to me. And I'm not sure if he said it to me because the question's really that weird. I just think he said it because he was an ex-alma matter of CITR Radio, 101.9 FM, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. So I did some trying to suck up to UBC or something like that. How do you feel when people sort of brush you off as a lunatic? Like, this guy can't be real. Sometimes. 
times it hurts. In other words, it hurts when people are like um, Ernest Angley, the ev evangelist. <laughs> you know, like Ernest Angley? He like saved people. He said, yeah. God's liable to strike you dead. So that was sort of scary when I said that. I sort of went to sleep that night not feeling well. But he had earlier cured me of cancer. So I felt like I was really? going to die, but at least not you of cancer. You had your forehead against the screen. And I other bands, like the rock and roll band Sonic Youth, once sort of punched me and broke a rare record of mine. So it's a bit depressing in that respect. Um, I, I feel okay, though, when this happens. I don't feel too bad. What What's the best part about being this Nardwar person? Is it, is it the vicarious thrill of being able to sort of don this persona and, and go up to famous people and get in their face? Is that it, essentially? I think, yeah, I think it both. It's sort of like there's people there and you gotta go get them. There's stuff waiting there. It's the thrill, the excitement, because you never know what each interview is going to be different. Every single interview is different. Sometimes you're interviewing a band, you go, um, how old are you? And if the band goes, I'm 93, you know from the beginning if the band says, I'm 93, it maybe isn't going to go that well. Uh -huh. But every Usually every interview is different, as you must realize too. Mark Forthay. This on is CBC, one of the most different DM. interviews that, that every I've, different. I've done so, in when a you while. More stuff. It, 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 everything's different, so I just enjoy that. This, that thrill of never knowing what's going to happen next. Who's next on your list? You said Timothy Leary, Timothy but who Leary. else do you really want to talk oh, to? That maybe list. that's I, not I coming to town. I got so sidetracked about Timothy Leary and Jesse Jackson coming to town. Neil Young is on my mm. want list. He was in a rock and roll. I've band. always wanted to interview him too. He was in a rock and roll band from Winnipeg. I'm only just in what he was in. He was in a rock and roll band from Winnipeg called The Squires, 1966. I like to talk to him. Why do I feel like I need some Valium after talking to you? Or perhaps uh, Prozac, as Jan Brady said. So remember, listen to CIT Radio. If I want to keep it through, if I can I'm going to start charging you for that, you know. Oh, thank you. Thank you uh, for coming in. Nice to meet you. Mark, good good Mark luck with Forthes. your career. Yes. Mark Forthes of the Afternoon Show. Dude, 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 dude. Dude, dude. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nardwar, the human serviette is uh, a CITR radio DJ, and his show can be heard Fridays at 3.30 in the afternoon. It's quarter after four. I need a rest. So what will Vancouver be like in 2010? Protest and visible poverty are criminalized swift and brutal. At least 12,000 Canadian military, border agents, RCMP, VPD, and CSIS forces will descend on our city, and Uncle Sam will have free reign as usual. Olympic countdown, the clock is running. 2010, winter games are coming. Welcome to the true north, strong and free, where you can get away with murder if you're RCMP. Rings of excellence or links in a chain. They'll make a fortress from our city of rain. Clean out the east side like the days before Expo. Evict from the hoods with nowhere to go.
The Berlin Games of 36 celebrates sport. Never mind the politics. Crowd on the podium. Well, they plan to blink it. It'll be different this time with Quasi Suma and Minga. Decades later, taxpayers are on the hook. And all they'll remember is it disfigured and shook. Tickets so expensive that none of us can go. But with global warming, there won't be enough snow. No. Capitals Five Ring Circus comes to your town. Will you cheer like a good puppet or stand up and fight? And that was Legally Blind with No Olympics from 2009. And before that, an interview with me, Nardward, a human serviette, on an afternoon show from 1993. Right now, before we play an interview that I did with BB, an actual interview with BB, BB will be phoning in. Yes, I'm not going to be playing it. It's going to be live right now with BB. I'm going to play right now some Expanda Fuzz. And I got this sent to me by Chris and Leela from Expanda Fuzz. This 12-inch, amazing 12-inch on colored vinyl says, Hi, Nardwar. I'm continuing my tradition of sending you LPs I put out. Hope you'll enjoy and maybe spin on CITR. All the best, Chris and Leela from Expanda Fuzz. 
Fuzz. So we're going to play right now by Expanda Fuzz Got My Spirit Cat. And in a live interview with Bibi from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And Expanda Fuzz, thank you, Chris, for sending this to me, are from Ottawa, Ontario.
expand the fuzz. Thank you, Chris and Leela, for Got My Spirit Cat by Expand the Fuzz from Ottawa, Ontario. And joining me right now on the line, hello, caller, are you there? Hi. Who are you? I'm Bella from BB. Hello, Bella. Welcome to the Nardwar Human Serviette Radio Show. Thank you. And who else is in BB? Um, my best friends, Megan and Mac. And you also have a gig coming up too, don't you? As well as the names and uh, what is the average age, actually, I should say, of Bella, of BB? Of BB. My average age? Uh, 26. And a half. Because is the name of the band named after you? No. <laughs> it's a secret. Oh, okay. Because I did hear when you had an interview with Ben from the amazing Live from Thunderbird Radio Hell show on CITR a little while back, yeah. he mentioned he was called BB as a baby. You know, that was his nickname. Yeah. That was his nickname. Yeah. So, but it's, yeah. it's kind of a secret how BB germinated. Yes. I, it's kind of, I want people to leave it up to their imagination and interpret it for themselves. And I mentioned Expand the Fuzz. They're from Ottawa, Ontario. But you, BB, your band is from Vancouver, Vancouver, BC. Yeah, yes, we are. And, you, and you have some gigs coming. You have a gig coming up, don't you? Yes, on Valentine's Day. And where is that happening? Is is it, it secret? Is it a secret location? Or are we allowed to disclose that? No, it's not. It's at a studio called KW, which is in the basement of Woodward, like kind of downtown in Vancouver. And it's run by my other bandmate, Joe, from Joe Past. Because you also play in Joe Past. Yes, we do. <laughs> and actually, since we're speaking to you, Bella, from BB, maybe we could get the names and ages of the people in Joe Past. Okay. <laughs> um, Megan Magdalena Bourne is born 1991, so she's 27. And we have Mac Laurie, and he's also 27. And we have Joe Hirabayashi, and I believe he's 32. And that's from the there band Joe Past, but we are speaking to Bella from <laughs> BB. BB. The band yes. PB. Uh, you you were also, Bella, into bedsheet climbing. Bedsheet climbing? I am. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, how did you know that? <laughs> well, you're Bella. We have to know. But the PE, you did some bedsheet climbing at the PE. I did. I, I do that sometimes. It's been a while, but I used to do it every week. But I'm kind of laughing, or we're laughing at bed sheet climbing but that isn't easy and it's kind of dangerous could you describe the bed sheet climbing you did and how did it applies to playing the guitar <laughs> uh wow um bed sheet climbing uh it's also known as aerial silks or aerial tissue and you can see it when you go see Cirque du Soleil it's a circus kind of thing and it's super fun, and relating it to the guitar, I don't know, maybe it's a challenge, but it's like the funnest thing to do in the world, do both of them. I was pretty torn between the two, but music won over bedsheet climbing. 
Did, did any of your bed sheet climbers join the circus? Uh, yeah, yes. I recruited some bed sheet climbers. Yeah. And, and well, the circus of the Soleil variety. Did any of your bed sheet climbing? How did you get into bed sheet climbing? I'm fascinated uh, by it. Yeah, it's very strange, uh, but it's really fun. Um, I had a friend who did it, and I didn't know what it was. And then I had another friend, and I told her that my friend did that. And then she's like, we have to go try it. So we went and we tried it, and I was like, this is amazing. And I, I wanted to do something that I could move and flail in the air, and I just fell in love with it and just stuck with it for like five years straight. And then... I haven't been doing it so much because we've been touring with uh, BB and Joe Past a lot. So, when is yeah. when is the last time you did it? Probably last December. Yeah. So quite yeah. recently. No, no, no. Uh, last last December. Sorry, like a year ago. And we're speaking to BB from the band BB or Bella. <laughs> uh, what, uh, what do I say? BB, are you BB from Bella or are you Bella from BB? How do you go by it? Either or. Maybe the second one because it's, it's, I'm usually just called Bella. <laughs> now, I was curious, Bella. Does your head ever hurt? Because when I'm seeing you play rock and roll, you have an, uh, could you describe somebody watching you, Bella, on stage? What do you do? I'm usually, I, I would call it flailing, but in a rhythm, and my I kind of shake my head to the sides, and there's lots of hair movement, and it really helps me keep time and distracts the audience from seeing my face, which is actually probably looks like a windmill blowing into it or something, <laughs> so... It's good. <laughs> Does your head ever hurt, though? Because you were going back no. and forth. How much back and forth do you do? It's like the entire gig, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The entire show. I can't help it. Um, but no, it never hurts. And it only hurts when I don't do it. <laughs> do you think that perhaps having bed sheep climbing as a background was made you, you know, get into flailing the head? It's, you are coordinated. You're athletic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that probably... That actually hurts my head because you you do 360s drops and stuff like that, and you like feel like you get thrown in a washing machine. But I, I love roller coasters too. That's, Meg and I love roller coasters. So, have you influenced Megan to flail flail her hair back and forth? I think we influence each other to do a lot of things, <laughs> but she she does it too naturally. I think it's just a thing we do. And it feels right. Because <laughs> you are quite energetic on stage, like quite amazing. It's unique. There aren't many <laughs> bands that do that, are there? Like they're so energetic, at least flailing their head back and forth. <laughs> Some, I feel like it's, a lot of people do it. <laughs> but at, you can't, can't help it yourself sometimes. But at the end of gigs, you're like, what happens? You hug at the end of gigs? There's always a hug. You and Megan are yeah. hugging, but you're leaving <laughs> Joe out of the hug when we're talking about no, Joe past. We hug him too. We hug him. You just, you, you missed it. We always hug, all of us hug each other. But in the clips I've seen, it's kind of like you and Megan hugging and Joe to the side. He doesn't necessarily join in. Oh, no, I don't know. 
What do you we say? Tag, what do you say to Megan when you are on the floor with her? You know, you are playing bass, guitar, and then you are on the floor at a gig, at a BB gig coming up. And BB is playing <laughs> on Valentine's Day at KW Studios. What do you say? Do you say anything when you're rolling on the ground? Definitely. Uh, that we we check in and we talk about, you know, what we ate for dinner and. <laughs> How are you? Oh, hi, nice to see you. And oh, I farted. And oh, nice. And yeah, just the usual. And then that <laughs> continues on and on and on. Who does most of the talking? Uh, we both do. Yeah, it's pretty equal. Sometimes we say things at the same time, too. I first saw you play in Les Chaussettes, Les Chaussettes, oh, yeah. at the Smiling Buddha Cabaret. Was that your first band? How many bands did you do before that? And how did you meet Felix, who I think was playing drums at that time? Yeah, I remember you stood right in front of me and I was like, wow, because <laughs> I grew up watching you on much music and that was really cool. But um, Well, thank you for noticing me. I appreciate oh. that. I, I, all of us grew up with you. It's, it's so cool and incredible what you do. We're all, you're like a hero to all of us. <laughs> I don't think, though, you're moving your head back and forth then, were you? Uh, no, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I think, I don't think I was having as much fun as I was now. But um, I started playing in bands when I was 14. <laughs> and my first band was a power metal band. Um, yeah. <laughs> Named? And, uh, I can't really remember the name of it. Um, it wasn't, it lasted about six months. Um, and yeah, that was kind of it. Um, I played keyboards in it though, cause I grew up playing classical piano and I could, I knew my way around the piano at that point <laughs> pretty well. So I was invited to play in a very fast and shreddy power metal band. <laughs> And you don't want to give the name out? Uh, I think it was called Ballasty. I, I think we had a MySpace. That's kind of it. So, yeah. <laughs> and then how did Felix come into equation? What happened after that band? Um, I was playing um, in a band, and I was playing keyboards in that band when I was about 19, 20. And then I what band was that? Uh Stolen Organ, I think. Yeah. I think that was that show. Um, and we played a show with his band, Chains of Love. And they were on a tour, and uh, they were missing their keyboard player, and they said something about how he, he quit on their tour or something like that. So, uh, I mean, they saw me play keyboards, and they asked me if I wanted to do finish the tour with them. And I said, why not? So I did a four- or five-week tour with them. Um, but the singer lives in L.A., so nothing really happened after that tour for a while. I think like six months later, we played a show together, and there was talk of working on new music. But So I spent a bunch of time with Felix, and at the time I was like really into like this record called Girls in the Garage, and I love doo-wop, and I was like, I really want to play guitar in a band. Um, like I wasn't proficient on a guitar, but I didn't care, and I just wanted to try writing songs and um, playing guitar. And so I got my friends together and that was 
that band Laisha Sets, and we recorded with Felix and just hung around him a lot. And yeah, like that lasted for a bit and then just kind of moved on from there. And now there's BB and Joe Pass. It's quite amazing that you climb sheets, you play guitar and keyboards. That's quite versatile. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, it's, it's really fun stuff. I don't know if anyone else can agree with it, but I'm sure they will. All those things are very, very fun to do. And we're speaking here to Bella from BB, who are playing on Valentine's Day at KW <laughs> Studios. 111 West Hastings. And we're also going to play a couple tracks that you have recorded. Is this going to be actually a debut, a radio debut, a radio exclusive for playing these tracks? Yes, absolutely. Oh, thank you for blessing me. Now, also (laughs) on these tracks, also on these tracks is Megan playing bass. Yes. Yes. Megan. What what was her early career like? She used to get money to go on tour and take photos of, like, bands. She was very young. Did you hear that, Megan? (laughs) Yes. Oh, it's Megan there? No. We're both at at work, and we don't work at the same place right now. So I can speak for her. (laughs) So Megan was going on tour when she was very young with bands or hiring her to take photos? Yeah, yeah, some some really cool bands, and she was like sixteen. Who are the bands? Uh, the Strokes, and she shot for the White Stripes. Yeah, all the good bands that came out around that time. Amazing! Like, how did that happen? So she actually went on tour with. How did? What sort of pitch did she have? I think she just got into it, and she had a fake ID and. <laughs> She, she's a super, she's amazing. She's so talented. And But the bands yeah. you mentioned, like the White Stripes of Strokes, they were kind of like hot at that time to go on. Where yeah. did she go with the White Stripes? Was it in like the Northern Canadian exhibition that they did, all those gigs? I think she just shot them in town, but I know she went, she went to London, or oh, sorry, the UK and Europe and stuff with the Strokes, but... You'll have to ask her when you see her next. You can get the whole story. <laughs> but that's amazing to get I know, I that, know. like, to, to get them. They probably paid for her to go over there. That's amazing. Like, how, so to have a bandmate that is so impressive like that, uh, how do you, how do you meet Reagan? Was it through Joe? Um, I, because we're, we all, I, I grew up in, like, the suburbs that Megan, Mac, and Joe all grew up in Vancouver, but I moved to Vancouver when I was, like, 17 or 18. And, you know, you just, when you're in the scene and you go to shows and you play music, you just meet everyone and see everyone. And, you know, I heard about Megan through her talents, about her being a amazing photographer, and um, she made videos as well, and... And then she um, started a band called Wish Kicker, and um, yeah, I we kind of like started playing shows together and became more in touch. And but we're we're both really busy. We we like actually only hung out like once. We went to go see Sloan at the Peony, <laughs> and uh, and then so it was like kind of like we we like clicked right away, but we didn't hang out all the time or it was more just like we chat online or something but 
um, yeah, I reached out to her and was like, I really want to start a band with you. And she agreed to do it. And that's when we started BB about two years ago. And at that time, you were playing in Joe Pass, and you're still in Joe Pass, right? How do you get yeah. in Joe Pass? How did I get in Joe Pass? Um, well, Joe would throw shows at his house when he was living at Thor's Palace. Oh. <laughs> and um, I just, I my brother was actually in a band, and he used to play his house when I was in high school. So I knew about Joe when I was in high school, and you know, Joe's kind of been around and what but exactly. what um band was your brother in? <laughs> it was called Redrick Sultan, <laughs> and they they played a bunch in town, and yeah, I I believe they're in like they were in like the Georgia Strait and stuff. But my brother played sax for him uh, that band. Uh, but yeah, I hung around Joe's place a lot, and then I asked him to record, help me record something, and we became talking. And I think I was just in between takes with him one day sitting on his bed and was like, yeah, I really want to play guitar in a band. And then he cold dialed me and was like, hey, I want, would you like to play guitar in my band? I'm starting Culture Pass. And I was like, oh, pff, I can't. Like, no way. Like, I'm not good. And he's like, no, 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 it's fine. Like, you should do it. And so that was kind of it. Went from there. And he was like, I want to tour a lot. And I was like, that sounds great. I want to do that too. So... And we're speaking to Bella, who is in the band BB and the band Joe Pass. But speaking of Joe, did you see any of his earlier bands? Like, I think it was in SSRIs and Spring. Yeah. Did you see any of those bands? Yeah, so my brother used to play with the SSRIs. And he, this is kind of a personal funny story, but there's like a CD that they put out with like a, a horse centaur vacuuming. And it was like on my brother's computer desk didn't move like it was the only thing on his desk I don't understand why but it was there from like the age of 12 to 18 for me and it was just always there and I always stared at it and so it's like always on my mind um so I yeah I knew about that's rise and they were so cool and so freaky and shreddy and 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 I played with spring as well and spring was really cool and shreddy as Joe's bands usually are. <laughs> when you were playing with Spring, what band were you in? Uh, it didn't have a name. It was a one-off show. Yeah. <laughs> and eventually, you shot the video Rage, shot yeah. shot by Megan, that was yeah, done for... That's right. Yeah. So you just reminded me that was like a another Megan I hang that I had before we started BB. What's that before you went to the P&E with Megan? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, so I got to meet, I think I officially, I met her, she was working door at a show once, but that was kind of it. But then we hung out and worked together for like a whole day and shot this video. And I was like, oh, she's like so easy to work with. Like Joe and I were just talking about that. And she's so great. And and then, yeah, so that was the thing. <laughs> It was Megan creating a video with Joe Past music, but Megan wasn't in Joe Past at that time. No, 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 she wasn't. And people can check it out right now on YouTube. Again, we're speaking to <laughs> Bella from BB on the Nerdwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. Also, she's in Joe. Are you in any other bands? Like I mentioned, BB, Joe Past. Are you in any other bands? I wish. I I wish there was like more time in the day. Um, I might 
start one with my boyfriend, but <laughs> that's in the future, probably. What about your brother? Is he still doing music? No, he's a uh, he works for the government in Ottawa, but he still plays. He just doesn't play with anyone right now. Have you stayed at his house at all when you've been on tour? Yes, yes, actually, we did in the summer. And there is us and our friend's band, Dix Duso, from Oakland, California. And so there was, like, I think there was eight of us. And it was the summer in Ottawa. And it was, like, boiling hot. And we just slept wherever we could in his condo. <laughs> Does he still keep his sax with him? Yeah. And he, he just got a piano. And he was actually in town um, in December for Christmas. And he took, like, a bunch of my piano books that we shared growing up because we both studied classical piano growing up and jazz piano. So yeah, (laughs) yeah, he still plays and he's really good. He like inspired me totally to play and he was really into like Prague rock and just weird music when I was growing up too. So he introduced me to everything besides rock. (laughs) What does he play under? What is his name? Like how will people find him? I he I don't think he wants to be found because he works for the government. I ba- boom. About him. <laughs> but you want to be found. BB wants to be found next. Well, on Valentine's Day, you want to be found, yeah. right? Yeah. Because <laughs> you are playing your band. BB is playing at KW Studios on West Hastings, 111 West Hastings. But back to the Rage video that was shot yeah. by Megan, or Rage movie, It was was it shot at the Red Gate? Um, uh, no. No, it wasn't. Because you were walking down a back alley, and it looks yeah. like you were about to kill the band Supermoon. <laughs> yeah, Supermoon. Sorry, that's just really funny. Um, no, uh, oh my God, blinking on my friend's name. She plays in Maneater. She cameoed in the video, and I, I kill her. Or she, I don't, I don't kill her. I stab her. Oh my God, what's her name? But I was wondering. There was a lot of feathers. There was a lot of feathers yeah. at the end. Was it hard to clean that up? All the feathers. Yeah, I actually found feathers in my leather jacket. Like a year later, and was like, oh. <laughs> but they were everywhere. <laughs> and you can actually see some real killing on YouTube, BB. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I guess you would search Joe Past and yeah. the movie Rage. And Joe Past, it's amazing. And I said it to you before, from the Red Gate to Sub Pop. That is amazing. <laughs> like, not yeah, Hardly Yard, but Sub Pop, the actual <laughs> Sub Pop. Yeah, it's crazy. Has has Sub Pop said anything about this? Do they know anything about Vancouver? They don't know much. I think it's pretty special. I know you mentioned that we're the, I think you said we're the only band actually from Vancouver. Yes. That's been released to Sub Pop. Yes, exactly. Like, you're the only Vancouver band on Sub Pop, aside from doing Seven Inches with Mechanormal, Crevice, and Skinny Puppy were on the oh, Sub Pop. Uh, we're on a very early Sub Pop compilation, like the Sub Pop 100, the first release he ever did, I think in 87, or even might have been wow. 86. But you are the first band straight on Sub Pop. Yeah, that's wild. 
Although for a second, I'm thinking, was Zampano, the band Zampano featuring Carl Newman, that was also in Superconductor and is in, of course, the new pornographers. I think yeah. Zampano were on Sub Pop too. Oh my God, this ruins my theory. I'm not totally sure, but I think Zampano did have, oh, they might've been. They might have been on yeah. Sub Pop. But still, they might have had releases or experience before then. What do you think? Like going from the Red Gate to... How did that happen? You went from the Red Gate to Sub Pop. <laughs> well, it took a lot of work. We we went down to Seattle like almost... It felt like every other weekend for a year to play for people who worked for Sub Pop. And no one would come out or things would come up and we got a random opportunity to play this show and it was actually a party for this band that was getting signed that we're friends with and so we got to play for everyone it was just someone pulled a leg and finally yeah but we we were playing a show in seattle like a couple years ago and someone who's our a and r right now um he saw us play and suggested we stay in touch. So yeah. that's kind of what encouraged you to keep playing gigs? Uh, I mean, we always, like, in general, like, wanted to keep playing. <laughs> well, I meant <laughs> but, for Sub Pop. There was yeah, some glimmer of hope. Yeah, no, no, totally. That was, yeah, that's, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought you meant. <laughs> did you get a tour of the Sub Pop offices at all? Like, when you signed to Sub Pop, did they give you any product? <laughs> Yeah, um, we've been there. I've been there a couple times. Uh, it's it's awesome. It's in I think it's in Belltown. Is that the neighborhood in Seattle? Belltown or Bell something? Um, it's it's sweet. But the best part is that everyone there has a dog, <laughs> and has the dog at work, <laughs> and yeah, and just all the all the Kirk Cobain stuff up there. Like I'm a huge fan of Nirvana, so it was unreal. What sort of stuff did they have there from Kurt? Like locks of his hair? Like what did they have there? <laughs> they had, um, I think, you know what they actually had was a, a Courtney Love uh, restraining order to Sub Pop or something, or for, for to someone from Sub Pop who worked there. Um, but it was signed by her. And uh, But they had a piece of the old office wall cut out and framed that had Kurt uh, etched in his address in the the drywall so they had that cut out in a in a frame <laughs> a real bit of history that's amazing yeah yeah and all of the i'm blanking on i think it's charles or the the man who did all those cool black and white photos charles peterson night. yes yeah they had all of his photos up and so there were some i'd never seen before like they weren't online of like not just nirvana but um uh, what's the band? Oh man, I'm blanking. They're amazing. They're from Halifax. Sloan or Jail? The band Jail. Sloan mm, wasn't Jail. No Sloan. No, it wasn't Sloan. I would know Sloan. Um, Hardship Post. No, and they have a female bass player. Maybe they're not from Halifax. They're from the East Coast. Female bass player. They dated Trish. Is her name maybe? Oh. I'm blinking. But it's so exciting that you were excited <laughs> by their office. Because I think a lot of yeah. bands, when they're signed, they aren't so excited about their 
record company offices. It it almost like you were totally in awe of their office. It's amazing. Yeah, it was a it was a trip. <laughs> yeah, and it was very beautiful. Like they they have a nice space there, and yeah. <laughs> and we're speaking yeah, to and we're speaking to Bella from the band BB, who are playing coming up in Vancouver at KW Studios, and we're going to play a couple tracks to end the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show from Bella from BB, brand new. <laughs> but winding up here, Bella, I was curious, where did you get the tiger print outfits that you wear in BB? They're they're pretty amazing too. Um. All, all, all around the world. <laughs> Meg and I tend to buy multiples of things because we love to match with each other. <laughs> so, yeah. And, uh, we, yeah, we grew up with leopard print and zebra print and stuff like that. So it's, it's like our second skin. <laughs> and Megan also has, like, dyed her hair. I saw, like, a two-tone hair that she had. Yeah. Very cool. And she also hand paints stuff, too? Oh, yeah. Yeah, leather. Yeah, you can do acrylic on leather. And when <laughs> when BB first formed, you had another drummer called Alex. Yeah, yeah. What did he do with his jacket? <laughs> he still wears it. It's, it's actually it's the warmest and coziest thing I've ever worn, and Meg and Alex can say the same. Yeah, he still has it. He's still a big part of BB. He was a huge inspiration. To help me start the band so and yeah. who is the drummer now of bb because you've had a couple drummers who is the drummer is it mac or is it, it is joe mac. it is mac yeah and did mac wear a dress for sled island <laughs> yeah <laughs> he, he loved it it's, it's comfy <laughs> did he have the dress or did you provide it have you used a dress since uh yeah probably yeah we we just share clothes we're all really close and like yeah <laughs> what was it like playing in Port Coquitlam with them oh well that's where I grew up so <laughs> it was really fun and dumb or they're they're amazing and they're really good friends of ours so it was fun to be back there in River Springs. <laughs> where did that gig happen? At a Legion Hall or where did it happen? Have, have you ever been to a gig before there? Yeah, like that's where I went to shows. Um, it's like a community center thing attached to a pool in like a very small community kind of nook called River Springs. And I, my brother would play there a lot. And I almost played there when I was like, 12 but I didn't but I went to shows there from age 11 to 13 so it was like a total throwback yeah <laughs> what bands did you see Bella there what which bands played and which gigs did you go to and what was your first gig that you went to of a local band oh dear um I think well my brother's band Roderick Fulton would play there and um I just everyone who grew up in the suburbs, like in Coquitlam or Maple Ridge or Port Coquitlam, would do shows there. And I, I remember I saw this one band called Human Shield, and I, it was like too much for me. <laughs> I was like 12 or 11 or something, and they wore gas masks, and were, they had their like, it was rigged up like to a vocoder, and it was just drums and like a guitar bass thing. Like it was all just handmade. 
and they were it was like watching hella like it was really weird and intense and loud and scary almost poor coquitlam poor coquitlam did was it hard to see gigs being underage in poor coquitlam did any vancouver bands travel out to poor coquitlam no um never um there was that venue and then there was the skating rink and they had a place called the electric cafe and i would see like the same bands would play there but i actually always wanted to see your band the evaporators play but i was too young and porcocon is just too far away to bus so i was kind of locked into my burbs until i was old enough to kind of leave you eventually though made it all the way to the red gate how did you discover the red gate and what do you think of the new location of the red gate well um i stumbled upon red gate by accident at the very old the oldest i think the original spot on hastings and canby and i just peeked my head in but i didn't actually go inside but uh i spent a lot of time at the other location at 855 east hastings like a lot of time and a lot of memories were had there and it's amazing space and we were all really sad when we were like, what's going to happen to the space because of the city? But the new space is gorgeous. And it used to be the old Vivo, which is really cool. And it was Val and some other spaces as well. So, yeah, they're doing great. I'm super happy for them. And it's such a great space for everyone in Vancouver and so many touring bands from all around the coast and just the world kind of come there. It's really special. Have you played places like the Red Gate in other cities? Are there other Red Gates in other cities? Yeah, there are. Yeah. No, there's lots of DIY spaces. I'm I, I'm trying to think. I've definitely, like, said that phrase before. I'm like, oh, it's like the Red Gate of Detroit or, like, <laughs> that. But I think most DIY spaces are, if they're well-staffed or whatever, like, they seem similar to Red Gate to me. And, and the vibe is good and, yeah. Again, we're speaking to Bella from BB, who are playing in Vancouver, British Columbia. You are playing, right? Yeah. On Valentine's Day. Yeah. What's yes, a, we are. What's the difference between playing the Red Gate and playing Europe? Like you played in Europe with Joe Pass. What's the difference between playing like the Red Gate and Europe? You made it to Europe. We did, yeah. Well, none of our... Well, we have some friends in Europe, but nothing compares to playing, like, your home, where you know, like, everyone in the audience. So, I don't know. Europe's different and very, very cool. And they put you up after in their bunk bed system. They're wonderful IKEA bunk beds, and they feed you food. <laughs> what did Vancouver kind of have and as an impression in Europe like what Vancouver music did people know about in Europe uh, well everyone knows about you <laughs> and your band um, what else do they know what do they relate were you surprised in the fact that people knew about your earlier bands kind of like what took you so long to come here uh, no not necessarily I think some people knew about Joe's Joe's band SSRIs, 
Yeah. Like when you did gigs as when you do gigs as Joe Past, the name is yeah. Joe Past. Do people yeah. come thinking out that you are tribute to Joe Past, the guitarist Joe Past, like Joe Past? Oh, yeah. Like you are oh, a tribute. Yeah. You are a tri- like, you know, the music of Joe Past. Has it happened? Well, <laughs> no one's actually come to the show expecting Joe Past, like the guy, but they think because of the name, they kind of think, oh, it might be like jazz or soft or that or, you know, most people will come up and be like, hey, is this is this based on that name? And we'll be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's one of the things. <laughs> Have you ever seen anybody walk out of a gig or are you moving your head back and forth? Like, do any of those <laughs> Joe Pass people kind of like, oh, I wait a second they're not doing Joe Pass music so they leave have you seen that ever or are you moving your head back and forth so much you don't see it <laughs> I think I'm moving my head back and forth too much so I'm, I'm starting to stop a bit more to look and just see what how the audience is reacting no please don't stop. don't stop don't stop don't <laughs> stop I've never seen anything like it it's amazing and you influence Megan to move her head too it's incredible <laughs> and it's like physically draining like for somebody to try to imitate you know we always try to imitate people oh I can do that nobody can do that that is hard <laughs> to do isn't it that is hard that must be hard I don't think it's hard I think it's, it's I, I, it actually makes me feel better <laughs> I don't know no, anybody can do radio. You can come down to CITR, you can be in a band, you can do rock and roll, but you can especially join CITR and do a show and play music like BB. I'm going to play some BB! But Yay. you also do some radio and no fun radio. I have, yeah. Lizzie Mercer Discaloo. What can I say about her? What's that? Some Lizzie <laughs> Mercer. I noticed you played some... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not pronouncing it properly. Sorry about that. Right. But no, could, no. <laughs> could you explain No Fun Radio versus CITR and Lizzie Mercier? Uh, yeah, our friend Javen started that like a year ago, maybe more. Sorry, Javen, if I don't remember. But uh, they're doing really well and it's very inviting. And they just, lots of lots of my friends have shows on that. And I was coming in and like guest I guess guest DJing with my friend Paisley who has a show on that radio yeah it's great it's super fun how do ITR is great too how do people listen to no fun radio it's you can stream it online Uh, I believe look up no fun radio yeah yeah Uh, Jennifer Calandra Carly Jean Andrews People That's integral fair. in the BB scheme of things, right? Artists, they do art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you do Art Bella too. Right now, we're going to have an exclusive, a brand new radio debut. Thank you for New Blue and Drowning. What can you say about New, Bru- new Blue and Drowning, the songs we're going to hear right now? Uh, well, New Blue, I like, I grew I like love like doo-wop and like beach boys and stuff like that and like the sun and surf whatever that kind of stuff but i kind of like i just get frustrated listening to the lyrics sometimes when it's just like about like a man owning a woman or like just weird 50s marriage kind of stuff so i wanted to have a twist on that and write like a kind of a 
I made up a story about like you're, you have a bad boyfriend and he uh, you're on the beach and you're gonna go surfing and you're just sitting there wishing he would just die and he does die and you watch him die because <laughs> you're just over it. So that's a random story. And then drowning is um, I it's about someone in my life who was an alcoholic and it's about like kind of the damage behind that. Hence the word drowning and that feeling, drowning yourself in alcohol and then like drowning in just a bad time. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> and what is the idea with all the songs? Like, are you going to do an LP? Is it part of a single? What is the grand scheme of things? Or are these songs, are they going to end up in Joe Past? No, <laughs> no, they're not going to end up in Joe Past. Um, but I don't know if I could talk about it right now, but there is plans of finals like a seven inch that will come out soon um for the two songs and if people right now want to check out aside from the songs i'm going to be playing where can people find out more about bb we're going to find out i guess on our instagram and we'll be on all of the streaming platforms come valentine's day and you have a band camp too don't you yeah, sorry, yeah, Bandcamp. <laughs> Thank you. How will people find you on Instagram or on Bandcamp, etc.? What did they search? It's uh, our Instagram is BB Shredders with a Z, and our Bandcamp is BB Shreds with a Z at Bandcamp or dot Bandcamp dot com. Anything you want to add to the people out there at Albella? Um, I hope you like it, and I hope you can maybe relate or enjoy the songs. As much as we do. And come out on Valentine's Day. Yeah, and and come out on Valentine's Day. To KW Studios, 111 West Hastings. So, Bella, why should people care about Bella and BB? Why should people care? Uh, Because I think we we have a voice and we're, we're trying to speak for ourselves and for other people and just stand up for ourselves and for women and yeah I think it's really important and we love making music and so yeah well thanks so much Bella from BB keep on rocking in a free world and do do loop do 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 <laughs> 